welcome to Buy Positive. These are your hosts, Mary and MD. Uh, so um, again, we have no excuse. <laughs> Work, life. Work, life. You know, uh, being sick also, like because winter wasn't nice with us. This no, year. winter was absolutely terrible in terms of mental and physical health. So we really needed to take some time off and reconfigure. Yeah, we had like we had the not flu but like cold, and then the attack of the stomach bugs, and then yeah. So it's um, a worse saga. It's it's yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride, but um, we're back hopefully, <laughs> trying to stay consistent. I mean, we have a lot of uh, nice stuff lined up. Yes, we do have ideas, a plan. Yeah. We do have stuff lined up. We do have things that we really want to talk about. Now it's just more about actually sitting down and recording it, which is the hard part because. Um, life is getting busier and busier. And we're not complaining, and we're very happy that the practice is doing so well. Mm. But yeah, also, we don't have that much time. Yeah, so lesson learned, you know, you need to make time for self-care regardless. Speaking of self-care, so today we're, we decided to do something a little bit different. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to drink wine. <laughs> we have already started, but we were just one glass in, so it doesn't count. Yeah, it does not count. Um... So we're drinking wine and we're talking about the absolute disaster that is the new L Word it's series. It's not a disaster. It's kind of a disaster, but like in a good way. I don't know. I don't know what to think or what to feel about this. Well, bottom line is, yeah. L Word Generation Q started around Christmas, right? After Christmas. I don't know if it was like eight episodes or yeah. something. And it just ended uh, yesterday night in the US. Yeah. Yeah. Today um, is January, so December, yeah. yeah, January twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah. So this morning we watched the light, the last episode, the season finale, if you will, of Elward Generation Q season one, because apparently there's already going to be more, which is in some ways great, in others not so much. <laughs> um, I mean, my okay, my initial thoughts. I mean, it's 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 good for representation. And this L word is better than the old L word when it comes to that. I never, okay, disclaimer also, I never saw the first L word. I know it's a huge thing. I've seen some YouTube compilations. I'm pretty much up to date as to what happens. Yeah. So in terms of like representing people of color, representing trans people, is doing a much better job. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But it's clearly more inclusive. But it's clearly more inclusive and, and that's great. Um, on the other hand, it still has this huge classist issue of all these characters living in gigantic houses without actually working. Or being completely broke while working, which is also can be realistic, but they're employed by another character of the show, so I have many questions about there's, that. There's, we'll go back to There's it, a I lot guess. of questions, yeah. If we had a plan, we would at least. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is just kind of like, blah, um, because we're still processing. Um, I mean, okay, so when I we we, we first watched the first episode, yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. Yes, the first episode, I think we both were like, okay, this is something that we can get behind, something we can recommend, something we can get on board with. And we spoke too fast. No, but then it came back to what the L word is because I did watch the original. I didn't watch it like as much as I wished. I watched uh, the. Two, two queer as folk. Actually, I watched the uh, British queer as folk. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I watched it all, and then the American one, some of it. The other world, like more episodically, but enough mm -hmm. to have a better uh, idea of the show. Uh, also, I didn't like it because it was too um, too much of a soap for me. Plus, also, I was very much in the closet back then, so I had very mixed feelings about everything. Mm. Um, and I was more comfortable watching gay guys and lesbians 
at that time. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> even though I said, well, lesbian couple in Queer as Folk. Yeah, but they were treated horribly and they barely had any screen time. So yeah, it doesn't anyways, really count. Um, <clears throat> um, so I, uh, yeah, so I was very much on board after the first episode because, yeah, it was more inclusive, more diversity. Because um, there was also this storyline that we were starting to see the Finley uh, storyline yeah. with how well internalized stigma, uh, how that affects mental health and just identity and how like she's struggling a lot with it, yeah. clearly. And, I, mean, I mean, that's something that's actually pretty well represented. Yeah. But then, uh, those were that, and there were a few things that I really liked. I mean, I can, let's, maybe, yeah, no, maybe but, let's start with the things we liked and then transition yeah, to things we didn't like. Yeah, but also just to for the yeah, overview, yeah. Mm -hmm. that the problem for me, then they came back to what, like, the L word is, is, like, to their, to, their, to their problems, yeah, and also that they have no imagination when it comes to creating drama, and it's always people cheating on other people. Yeah. And that's tiring, and also makes it a lot like, it makes it the representation clearly not as good. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, okay, so I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. What I really liked about mm -hmm. the show is, of course, that it's a lot more inclusive mm -hmm. in terms of ethnicity. I'll give it that. Um, I mean, trans trans there's trans characters. Uh, let's give them that. I like the fact that... And is Jimmy Clayton character supposed to be trans? Because we Jamie don't know. Clayton is in the show. That's something we really like. Yeah, Jamie Clayton <laughs> was great, and I really, really wish she had more, uh, more air, more screen time, because mm. um, she was absent from the last also, episode completely. Also, you do have a crush on her. Of course, I have. A, like, come on, what queer woman doesn't? I don't know. She's straight. I know, and that's a tragedy. <laughs> um, but you know, with with uh, Jamie Clayton and with the guy who played Micah. Like, there was good trans representation. There was also the guy who was the, in the, the campaign The, the campaign manager. manager, yeah. I, I kind of like the fact that, that Jamie Clayton, um, like, her her gender clear. identity was left unclear. And I like that. And when she has sex with Finley, who has mm. sex with everyone. Mm. Is it Finley the new Shane? I know. No, um, she's... No. no. <laughs> I mean, Shane is also, like, a disaster of internalized stigma and someone who hasn't had the chance to grow up emotionally. But, well, yeah, when they have sex, there's no question. And um, Finley goes down on her. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's it's just natural. Yeah. And so it's very unclear the gender identity, and I think it's great. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that, was, that was pretty well done, especially because J.B. Clayton herself said a couple of years ago that she would love to have trans actors play cis characters. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, mm -hmm. if, if Tess's character was supposed to be cis, great. Yeah, if she was supposed to be trans, it, really. great. You know, either I, way. I mean, either way it's good. And, like, I didn't really like the storyline for many reasons. Mm. But that aspect of it was good. Yeah, I feel like the this show suffers a lot from what a lot of, like, CW shows suffer from mm -hmm. is that there is representation mm -hmm. and that's it. Like, they think that just by mashing together a bunch of really attractive, ethnically ambiguous actors and slapping on some lazy writing is going to make a good show and people yeah. are going to follow it. And people are going to follow it because people want to see people who look like them. Aren't, isn't, like, this show done by queer people? They're supposed to be, but still, you know, the people who write... The L word are clearly living in a different reality to what a but, lot of queer people okay. live in. So, there's two things there. Yeah. First, with the Alice show. 
Yeah. They, they actually kind of touch on that because they have this Drew character, this um, yeah, the Drew guy, straight, yeah. uh, I mean, suppose, yeah, straight white guy, yeah. cis guy, who is like, um, asked <laughs> to uh, be uh, to be part of the team because uh, the network wants it to be more, you know, to add more voices and yeah, and basically to make it more um, mainstream and get more views and like yeah, get they basically you know. wanted to make it into Ellen, yeah, basically, mm. and uh, and so they actually fight against that mm. to the point where Alice actually just does her own thing. In the last episode, and even that, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I really have a problem with the way this episode. With went. the last episode, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, the last show that they're taping, yeah, that that storyline, I have a huge problem with it. Yeah, it was, it, it felt really lazy, but I can also, I mean, it's it's only been eight episodes. In eight episodes, I feel like they started so many storylines yeah, that yeah. they were struggling to finish them. But the thing is, Alice. Okay, we, I mean, obviously, you have been spoiling the show entirely, so I hope you watched it, or you <laughs> are not bothered by spoilers. Mm. Um, so in the last also episode, by our drinking, we should have said that before. Yeah, I mean we'll put it in the description. Yes, yeah. there's going to be a because we're not editing that. It's a whole point of drinking while recording. Yeah. Also, don't drink too much. Like honestly, no second glass of wine, but mm. um, drink anyway. responsibly. Yeah. And if you have an addiction issue, don't drink. Mm. By the way, another storyline that was not handled. well done. <clears throat> I know. No. Um, so, anyways, saying um, about that, uh, Alice. Storyline. So she makes that power move, like to just not follow what the networks wants and to rather keep her identity rather than like become Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, she invites uh, Roxanne Gay mm-hmm. and they start talking. And then her, at that moment, ex, I guess, comes like comes back and like tell her she wants to be with her. And at the end of the throuple mm-hmm. um, thing, mm-hmm. and like just having. Roxanne Gay and make a really good the, the interview that she with was her. Saying were fantastic. Yeah, this was interesting. Mm. Just having that would have been great, but they had to make it like soapy, soapy. And of course, maybe is uh, putting on here on air that personal um, slice, the slice of the, her personal life is, I suppose, in season two, making her like keep the show or something, mm. or uh, become a form of phenomenon, whatever. But so it's probably good for, to keep her in the media, like to make it believable that Alice would still work. But yeah, it's a shame that they had to do that. Yeah. Also because this thing is not clear with Gigi, where the third one when Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should go storyline by storyline. Yeah, maybe. Let's let's just go down the line. Um, okay, first before since you mentioned Alice's show, I will say I did appreciate the fact that they had um guest stars in the show who are actual queer icons like mm-hmm. Roxanne Gay and Megan Rapino. Yeah. Um just because like that was that was a nice touch. It also felt kind of cheap in some ways, but it was a nice touch and people would want to see their heroes play themselves. Yeah. Um so that was that was really great, especially after the US soccer team actually won and yeah, the because, World Cup. So also because it's the thing with the L world it like there really is that fine line. We don't know if it's in the same world mm. as the one we live in. Yeah. Because a lot of things are not realistic. And then Beth Porter is like the this mayor, the how do you say that? Mayor Yeah, that's whatever the thing for. And and we don't know what the parties are. I mean, it's LA, so I suppose both Democrats, but the colors are neither uh, blue nor red in the last thing. So it's clearly not 
the same world. Yeah. Or it's different. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not American. I, okay. But still, it's, it seemed like, you know, always walking on that, like, really, it's a, it's a tightrope, you know, between... It's a, it's a tightrope <laughs> that's veering off towards, like, fantasy land where there's, like, rich lesbians. I mean, there are rich lesbians. There are rich... And, and I appreciate that there are rich lesbians that's in the world. I mean, there are, there's Ellen, for sure. There's Ellen, for sure. But the thing is, the world is not made up of Ellens. And also, the audience of this show is not made up of Ellens, either. So, but anyways. No, I'm pretty sure that Ellen watches it, but... Um, anyways, storyline by storyline. Uh, since you mentioned Finley, I'm going to start with that. Okay, go ahead. Um, I could actually relate to Finley in a lot of ways. Like, younger me would have probably really been um, confronted with that storyline. No. Um, just because of, like, the internalized... Okay, do you want... Okay, maybe we're not doing the candies. Okay. Sorry. There's, there's, a, there's a candy wrapper <laughs> issue. There's um, a limit. Okay, we're not, there are no candies. Okay. No candy. Just drink your wine. <laughs> Get your sugar from other sources. Anyway, so Finley, uh, like I said, I would have probably been very confused, but also very much confronted with watching that storyline where I, my younger self, um, because all of all the internalized homophobia and the sleeping around and the drinking and the, you know, everything us queer girls do. Um, I didn't do that, but I you know I drank a lot. You were in the closet for like years. And I, I did drink a lot, drink a lot and... Mm. Yeah. So, I, I think Finley's storyline out of all of them is actually the most realistic. No, it's really realistic, to be honest. Like, psychologically it is. I yeah. still don't understand how the hell she earns any money. No, I mean, the thing is, she works for Alice. She works for Alice, but she's like the, the I'm gonna put your IKEA furniture together for you, girl. Like, she's not even, like, officially employed, is she? I, I don't know, it's very unclear. It's very unclear. Also, she doesn't make enough, like, to, of course, to... to to have her own thing, which mm. maybe it's okay. I don't know. I don't know the reality of what Ailey is or something. But you know, she crashes at Shane. It's like it's so weird. Yeah, and, I mean, Alice, pay pay the people you employ. You know, yeah, please, Alice. Alice and Beth both need to like rethink their employment uh, conditions. No, I think Beth is fine. Like, I mean, Danny clearly uh, is the one paying for the rent of the house. Yeah, that's true. But they, I mean, they're living like Danny and Sophie are living with Micah. Yeah, and sometimes Finley. Yeah, but they live in a mansion. What 20-somethings in L.A. live in a mansion? I don't know. Also, it's U.S. Everything is much bigger. I don't know. Like, you know. <laughs> Anyways. It's, it's, it's <laughs> dis dis disturbing. But what I wanted to say is that Finley's storyline really touched me. Um, and I really appreciated the conversation about religion, Catholic guilt, all these things. I think it's really important to talk about them. I think it's also really nice that they, you know, they mentioned like queer um, ministers and yeah, queer, I mean, queer I priests. Really like this storyline. That as was well. really nice. I, I wish there was more of, of that. And this, and also because this character, the mm. minister, yeah. I have no idea what her name I is. I do not remember. Um, so let's this call one, her Jennifer. No, it's not, I mean the minister. <laughs> she does set very healthy boundaries with Finley. Yeah, which is I can't be like I'm not your therapist, basically. Yeah. But she does help her, and she's here for her, but, her, but she also, like, not... She's clear in her boundaries. And yeah. I think it's so refreshing to see someone in this show... Who has boundaries of any kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of boundaries... And, and communicates. Sorry. And communicate. Yeah, actually communicates. So I like that, and I like that then the final, Finley actually decides to go home. Yeah, I think it's a very good thing that she does that. Uh, but let's transition to the, 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 the negative side of the Finley storyline, namely... The Sophie thing. The Sophie thing. Um, 
So just a quick recap, Danny and Sophie start Hi. off as a okay-ish couple. couple. Oh, they seem to be happy. They seem to be happy, but then Danny is like a workaholic and Sophie is like unable to communicate her needs. So and that doesn't work well That together. does not work well. And then they get engaged and then Danny's father, who is like this really big, big pharma guy, boss, whatever, yeah. um, tries to get involved and there's like a whole thing. I mean, I do like Danny's evolution. Like she does... Yeah, stand up for herself. No, that, yeah. that 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 part is good. I about yeah. Danny. I do not like her sexual tension with Bet. I don't see un- the thing is I really don't see it. I'm mean, the only like, person who doesn't. It, it's there. It's there. I, we were like on episode three when I was like, God, I hope they won't have sex. They didn't. They didn't. But there was like a weird tension but thing it, with issues. Yeah, because Danny has lost her mom at a pretty young age. Yeah, and Bet is like this idealized. idealized yeah. version of like she she's something she's a figure like mm. a authority figure something i guess she's a she's a model for danny more than anything i think and that that changes a little bit in the last episode where danny tells beth that the offer that they had to work with um whatever his name is administration milton milner milner, milner. milner administration like yeah. the guy who won like was mayor yeah because of course Bandit, Bandit that doesn't become mayor Bandit, yeah so and that's actually uh um, basically a scam, and that she's a, she's a she's being used to just so Milner can pretend he's doing something about the opioid crisis when mm. in reality he is very much uh, tied with Big Pharma. So when Danny does that, like it changes the power imbalance a little bit. So that was wine being poured, not anything <laughs> else. Like because you know it could be weird a little bit. It's yeah, it's a little strange. Um. Anyways, so. The whole Danny thing, like her as a character, she's completely incapable of communication and she's a workaholic. Outside of that, you know, her evolution is great. Yeah, and because and I, the actress is really cute. Um, <laughs> I do I do think that she tries to be there for Sophie, but she doesn't know how. Yeah. Also because in her family, they don't show care. Yeah, no, because her dad, like, very explicitly said in the last episode that, like, we raised you to have pride and ambition. And I'm like, but what about communication? What did... You know what happened there, but Sophie is a complete hot mess. And and yeah, Danny is clear that that's consistent psychologically. Mm. That Danny had to care, like to care for herself, basically. So she had to to solve all of her emotional issues. Yeah, alone. no, she's she's like the, the the gifted child. You know, she's the child that gets yeah that, that has to take care of everything basically. And everyone is like, oh my god, you're such a such an old soul when in reality that child has depression yeah um and yeah she i mean she needs therapy they all need therapy <laughs> the l word uh, needs to go to therapy and and, and, and sophie and uh, and uh, danny has a couple in therapy but what i mean is that danny i mean danny's um psychologically danny's character makes sense yeah psychologically yes i can she was real yeah, she felt pretty pretty consistent also yeah. because she was not like black. You know, she was not a complete bitch. She was really trying to be there. Yeah. And also the fact that Sophie actually doesn't communicate any of her needs with her. Yeah. The Sophie thing, like, she started off being very sympathetic and she still is as a character. I like her. I mean, I, I'm okay with her. I'm, I'm not, like, she's not my favorite character. Um, and it's not that I don't like her. It's a bit too much. But I was, very, yeah, you're right. I think it's just because I was very sympathetic with her in the beginning. I think it's just that the fact that her, like, her storyline ended up being super inconsistent. Yeah, I think so. Because she started off being this, like, really sympathetic, you know, girl's girl kind of character that you could really relate to. And, and who would wanted more uh, more uh, commitment from Danny. Yeah. Uh, even, even though Danny does, like, also has this controlling thing about her, 
but again, which makes a lot of sense. But yeah. she needs to get rid of it. Yeah. But yeah, Sophie, she needs. She gets a commitment, and she just she gets the commitment. She gets the girlfriend who stands up for herself, mm. who tries to put them first, just that the girlfriend is still a workaholic, and she's still unhappy about it. Yeah. No, I think I think the I biggest know. issue that I have with Sophie is that she wants Danny to communicate when she herself doesn't actually communicate. Yeah, like, yeah I think that's why. All, okay, all, yeah, all you're of her, yeah. All of her communication, like, she keeps saying, like, she said to Finley that she wanted Danny to be there, but, like, say it. Tell it to Danny. Don't, don't just say, oh, no, she's going to say no anyway, so I'm not going to even try to bring it up. Because this is where communication in a lot of couples breaks down. It's like you, you, you make assumptions. I mean, it's coherent with a lot of Latin culture, though. That's true. Like, where... It, works like this where you don't say to someone you need them but you want them to be there anyways yeah. you have to understand and then read, read between the lines that's true I I've mean, heard that more than all one time but like it doesn't work yeah and there, there's a lot of I feel like there was a lot of assumptions in that relationship mm-hmm. which is again we started the, the watching the show with a lot of assumptions about them as well so that's at least no but that's realistic I mean this, I think the worst thing is that this couple is pretty realistic in that sense yeah not so much about the fact that Sophie had sex with her best friend I don't know. I mean, Maybe it is. For honestly, me, queer women do that. <laughs> and for me, it doesn't but, make sense because for me, they have no chemistry. But it's a, it's my my I, sensitivity. Maybe maybe it's. I don't maybe. think they had chemistry. I think they looked good together, mm. uh, for in a purely aesthetical way. But okay, my thing is like queer girls do this. Like, like sleeping with their best friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's a thing. But you know, I don't know. I came out of the closet so late that I, I missed well, that I'm part. I'm telling you it's a thing, okay? okay. <laughs> I am informing you that this is what happens. So it's not unrealistic that it would happen. I just don't... Stop laughing. Um, but I, it's just that I don't necessarily think that that is a healthy portrayal. I think because we have these stereotypes that, like, queer girls, you know, they're going to have sex with their best friend and then ghost them and, like, then you haul with someone else in, like, three weeks... Um, no, three weeks is way too long, like a week. I think that's that's really damaging. I think if if they had remained friends, even with this tension, that would have been good. If there hadn't been any cheating, that's my biggest issue, is that this entire thing came down to cheating. It's natural for people okay. who are close to get closer. Okay, what I really, really... Mm. Uh, my thing that I really dislike in that the last episode, mm. as they start undressing and stuff, yeah. and they stop. Yeah. And you know what? If they had stopped there... It would have been so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Because it meant that they still have some kind of restraint and control. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, but we're not complete animals. And when you're not, like, super drunk and you Mm. control, like, your um, judgment is not fully abolished, you should be able to stop when you're realizing that you're putting yourself in dipshit. I mean, again... I actually understand why someone would continue to do that. Mm. But at the same time, it's also very nice. It would have been very nice to show that they were able to stop. Yeah, I think that would have been much better. And also, it has nothing it... to do with the fact that, like, you know, there, there are two young women, sexual beings, and they want to have sex. That's okay. fine. That's fine by me. I'm not mm-hmm. judging them for that. But, you know, as a show, you have responsibility to set a good example. Mm. And you have responsibility to be, you know, exactly. to have like a good portrayal of the things that you want to pay tribute to. So it's not a matter of, you know, two people having sex in a workplace, which is kind of gross. But anyways, then, those couches have been that, used. That doesn't weird, weird me out that much. It weirds me out just because given the fact that like Alice later was like making out with her now 
former ex-girlfriend in the middle of the studio. I'm like, how many people had sex on these couches? Many. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's a little bit nasty. Like, go in there with a UV light. But um, <laughs> that's fine. But the thing is that just like every other storyline in this show, it came down to cheating okay, yeah. at the worst possible moment. And also there's something else that really rubs me the wrong way. I mm. think now, talking about it, I understand what makes me so, like, dislike Sophie. Actually, I don't dislike her. Mm. Uh, and all those little details that I'm angry about, it's never about that. It's actually about something much more serious than that. Which is? Which is. Sophie, I mean, I can understand why Finley would continue, mm -hmm. because she's so, like, she has so much to deal with. She's messed up, yeah. And at this point, she needs some sort of feeling. She's convinced that she is a piece of shit. Mm. And she has working on. She has started to more or less work on that. Yeah, but she's also engaging in a self-destructive behavior. Yeah, but that's so that, that's, that's logical and like that makes sense for her mm. in that situation in that moment. Sophie, on the other hand, is shown as coming from an accepting, warm family, an orthodox family maybe, because we know that I think it's a sister. Who's disabled, but yeah, it her, doesn't, her sister's disabled. And I don't like, think there's a dad around. There's no dad around. Like there's, it's it's like it's a it's a pretty good portrayal of a non-standard family. But they are tight. They're loving. There's warmth, and they're really supportive. Mm. And just what five minutes ago or after, I don't remember. Mm. We have this conversation between Danny and her dad, who says, "But Sophie comes from a broken family, and so she will be. She will." She will. She won't be there mm. uh, if there's something that uh, that she thinks become hard. Yeah. But and then exactly that's what she does. And like so, the the asshole character of the father is actually turns out to be right. Yeah, and that and that's horrible. Yeah, that's, because the that's thing terrible. is, Danny is probably a lot more damaged emotionally than Sophie. Mm. Maybe Sophie has abandonment issues because we don't really know what happened with the dad, but she was managing them pretty well. And now like it's getting tougher and it's hard to deal with it. That's realistic. Mm. Okay, and he needs to. He actually needs to address them before starting a marriage. Yeah. Okay. Ideally, but Danny has, as we say, he's emotionally constipated for good reasons because she didn't have a chance to learn to regulate her emotion by trusting someone. Yeah. She wasn't safe emotionally with her father, and her mother wasn't there around anymore. Danny has actually more reasons to be emotionally damaged than Sophie. Mm. On paper, again, it's like not real people, <laughs> but yeah. But that's the thing. Like you, when you write a show or any form of fiction, you have to give the characters proper motivation. You have to make it realistic. It's not just like he went and killed a bunch of people. No, he had a reason to do that. Whether it's because he is emotionally screwed no. up, he's a psychopath. You know, his girlfriend left him. Whatever. But there's always a motivation. This is how we, as an audience, can relate to a character. But. And that's it. And, and then the thing is that this message, in the end, that Sophie is messed up because yeah. of her family, is horrible. Yeah, and she's her cheating. Is actually on... great. Also, can I just ask one very important question that wasn't addressed at all in the final episode? What happened to Grandma? Oh, yeah, true. Grandma was in the hospital. And Grandma was dying. I think, I think Grandma is doing better, I guess. I guess, but, like, what happened to Grandma? There's a real problem with the storylines and then the consistency. <laughs> we need and, to like, know. Tell us where Grandma is. And I'm pretty sure she never realized what message they were, um, they were putting on screen with that conversation between Danny and her father and, 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 and um, yeah. Sophie uh, sleeping with Finley. Yeah, uh, and 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 that's really not good because that's not the message we need in something that's called Generation Q. 
yeah. would be to actually show that even the most unusual families, mm. non-traditional families, if there's love and warmth, and then the kids can feel safe, safe enough, and supported, you can actually do very well. Yeah. And you can be emotionally functional. Well, case in point, actually, Angie. Yeah. Angie. Angie actually does very well. Angie yeah. does very like Angie's storyline is something that I kind of have nothing negative to say about. No, no, I think nice, she's yeah. a pretty like she's portrayed as a pretty well-adjusted teenager raised in a queer, non-standard family with her mom, who's you know uh, getting over a lot of things and is working very hard. Her other mom, who is basically not there a lot. Mm-hmm. So, but but Angie, you know, there's a sort of a coming out storyline that's not all just about coming out, which mm-hmm. I really like. Mm-hmm. She has supportive people around her who are her mom's chosen family. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a person that she has a crush on and that person reciprocates. Honestly, 10 out of 10. Yeah, no, I'm pretty happy about the storyline. I think... And also, also the fact that they addressed... The fact that Angie's black. Yeah, oh and yeah. Bet was very explicit about the fact that oh, that's know, was really good. people are going to look at her differently. She acknowledged the fact that Angie was different as a white mother. Yeah, no, that was very Which good. I think is really important because we see a lot with people who, you know, people of color who are raised by white parents is that the white parents really don't understand the struggle that their kids have to go through. So I think that was really great. Yeah. Um, so Angie was great. Um... Shall we talk about the thruple? Yeah, so thruple and then Shane. Yeah, so the thruple and then is... And women finished with bisexual representation. We also need to talk about Micah. But that oh, storyline yeah, is so insignificant in the show that there's nothing to say. I mean, it started well and then it doesn't make any sense and we need uh, we need to understand in season two why Jose lied. Yeah, but that's... Okay, so with Micah, since it's like, so yeah. brief, um, Micah's storyline was boring to me. It was very standard. Mm. You know, there's there's some stuff okay. that I liked. The fact that you know, the sex was emphasized. His attitude towards and his it, own body was emphasized. And we have the, yeah, it was. And we have the mom thing. Yeah, the mom thing was actually pretty. Good I think it was good, but it was very standard. It was standard, but I love that there was this Asian guy who was sexualized. Yeah. In, in I mean, no, I think more or less mostly a boring way. Yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, I mean. It was a little bit of oh we need to have like a, yeah, a trans like, guy and give him a give him a storyline and we need to uh, to have a gay couple like a gay male couple yeah uh, like they are a little bit the lesbians of the of the of chorus folk yeah yeah a little bit it just felt like it was a, be- a storyline that honestly like if you took took out that storyline from the show you wouldn't be missing anything no no but it, they were cute they're cute. They're cute, and but the thing is, the storyline isn't connected to the other storylines like the others were yeah. necessarily, yeah. like just through Micah. But Micah has barely any screen time, and whatever screen time that he did have was quite standard in terms of like, oh, I wonder if my Tinder hookup. What does will... he do? I have no idea. I have no clue. Does it? Does it? Does, it does he have a job? job? I, I I don't know. I just know that Jose is an artist apparently. But like, there's like yeah, the, and they're the community manager as well. Not yeah, community manager. Like, what is it called? Like, I don't know. Whatever. The person who takes care of their gamekeeper. <laughs> I don't know where they live. Um, yeah. So Micah's storyline was pretty standard in terms of like, oh, I wonder if my Tinder hookup will. Uh, reject me mm-hmm. because of my body. Oh, my mom uh, still mourns the, the 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 person that I used to be. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very standard thing. I wish that it was a little bit more interesting. I just it had 
I got the impression that there were no trans people in the writing room. I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know. But this is the impression that I got. And I mean, yeah, it was Sicily season two, but yeah, I don't know. I It's just, I, f- I feel like he didn't have enough screen time to actually have an, a real storyline, which is a pity, because I could have done without some of the storylines, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the Sophie Finley one was complete. The Sophie Finley was a complete mess. The Thruple was a complete I mean, the, mess. The Thruple could have worked. The Thruple could have worked, but the way it started already set it on a track that was completely screwed up. Hmm. Um, so we're moving on to the throuple. Yeah, no, I need to talk about the throuple because Go ahead. you know what? They did polyamory dirty. I mean, there's no good representation of polyamory. Of, I mean, not that I really know. Of. I mean, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Yeah, but in, on TV show. Yeah, because I think like um, what is the one? Um, me myself, like the other show that's on her, Netflix. Me, 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 something. You, me, and her. You, me, and her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I mean, I watched like the first two seasons and I stopped watching because it was not good. I mean, not in my opinion. The thing is like a show that I'm pretty sure that the authors, that the writers, they know what they're criticized for. I'm pretty sure they knew what the problem was with the first L word. No. So a show that is heavily criticized for putting cheating into every storyline could have redeemed themselves by having a healthy polyamorous relationship in it. Which mm-hmm. it started off as, honestly, it looked okay mm-hmm. in, in most ways, mm-hmm. but then it just went downhill so fast. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there is no moment when the three of them actually sit down and have a conversation, mm-hmm. there is no addressing of Gigi's explosive behavior in the past, there's no addressing of Alice's jealousy, there's no addressing of the fact that Nat's entire character seems to be about her having kids. Yeah, what like, does she do even? She's a psychologist, I think, which is really sad. Like, I would have wanted to see Nat on the job. And also, you're a psychologist, honey. You should know better than that. I mean, okay, we're not perfect <laughs> in our real life. Like, like I mean, like let's let's be clear. Clearly not. No, but... and we all make mistakes, especially in that in that area. But like, you know, like at least you need to talk things through. Yeah, and they didn't. And when they tried, Alice was the one rejecting them. And so, and but the way they set up the conversation also didn't really go very no, well. No, no, this, this whole restaurant setup was... Yeah, like, why do all the important conversations on TV shows happen in restaurants? It happens in the L Word, it happens in Sex in the City. Like, go to a non-public space and stop eating so many avocados. Yeah, and also don't, like, don't make it feel like it's an ambush. It, it really did feel to me like, like, if I were in Alice's shoes, and I never would be but if I were in Alice's shoes I would feel very much uh, yeah ambushed in that situation yeah. but yeah so the whole thruple thing I didn't like personally because they also got the kids involved in it super quickly mm-hmm. like half an episode and they were like oh we're back together all three of us and the kids have to know yeah. which I just found very unrealistic oh my god and can you also actually take care of the kids and stop like just uh, no the kids are dead I'm sorry, <laughs> there's no more kids. I mean, it's, it's, it's still better than Mrs. Vessel. Yeah, Mrs. Vessel, the baby's dead. But uh, <laughs> no, the thing is, like, I, I, I just, I found that really damaging. Because, but actually, I mean, I'm joking about the kids, but the fact that we don't really address what it means for the kid. Yeah. They're just talked about. Yeah, and the kids seem to be okay with it. It's like, very damaging. And, and Nat's supposed to be a therapist. Yeah, like, you, you need also to... You don't tell the kid. You need to tell the kid. Yes. Yeah, but not but like wait until a week into it. <laughs> wait until your thing is really sturdy before yeah. you talk to your kids about it. Especially since you already went through a divorce. You know, like your kids need stability. Yeah. And I just I found that really weird, and really like again terrible portrayal of how these things should go. 
Because, like, even if we're talking about a monogamous couple, you start dating someone, you don't introduce them to your child, like, a week into it. No, it's just, it doesn't happen. You don't do it. Especially when the child has already suffered, like, through a separation. Exactly. A separation, a loss, a divorce, a whatever. Like, it's, yeah, I, I really don't like that. Um, and the, the whole making up scene, as you said before, was trash. Yeah. Um, because it was just so unrealistic. It was this grand gesture moment, TM. And, like, it... And it undermined entirely... Alice's growth. Alice's growth, like, for, for her show. Yeah. And also, again, where's Gigi? Because it's clearly not... It's yeah, Gigi has to be resolved. There. And also, what about Alice and Gigi's feelings for each other? Do they have any? I mean, clearly they have sexual chemistry. But yeah. But then at the very end, they just wrote that off as, you, like, wanted my wife, my ex-wife to join us because you wanted to make me happy. They just wrote it off as that. When Alice and Gigi, at least the way the actresses played it, had chemistry and something had desire. Was like, there was so something happening, happening there. Yeah. So that that is also not great. Um, I'm gonna move on to Bet quickly. There's not much to say about Bet, to be honest. I mean, I think a lot of people were upset about the whole Bet Bet and um, Tina thing. Yeah, I, I because I'm, they were iconic for a lot of people, and and they were hope that they would get back together. Honestly, I mean, maybe it happened in season two or three. Honestly, or as someone who never watched the first L Word, I'm I'm okay with the way things turned out. I actually think that they the fact that you know these two exes sat down had a conversation and could support each other. Mm. That's really nice. I mean to be honest, yeah, I'm I'm I think it's a great message mm. to show that even if things Sorry about that. Uh, so just to let you know, um she um bumped her glass of wine into her glass of water because yes we're also drinking water because people if you're drinking alcohol, think about drinking as at least as much water. If not more. I mean actually more is better. Anyways. Especially if you're drinking, uh, of course, if you're drinking uh, stronger alcohol. Which okay. we're not. <laughs> no, it's just wine. Actually, I barely felt the effect, but... Uh, no, what I liked with the Beth, uh, Beth um, what's her name, Tina thing, is that I really think it's a good message to show that even if it didn't work out as a married couple, um, you can still stay friends. Mm. You can make your relationship evolve into something else. Yeah. I think that's very mature. Even if it was hard at the beginning for them, and then there was the uh, what, kid's death uh, in the middle of it. Yeah, but it's, as far as I understand, the kid's death was glossed over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, at least Tina uh, wasn't there. Yeah, because it was too. The separation was too low. Yeah. Also, we still don't know who killed Jenny. Yeah, but. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, but in the end, uh, I like really this message. That, yeah, that was great. And also that they can come together for the kid. Yeah. Because even if Tina had to. Take some space to figure out who she was and like to really build herself, like this growth for herself. She never let her kid down. She was always here for them. I mean, that's what it implies. Mm. Even if she, I mean, that's okay. That's debatable because she wasn't physically there. But sometimes, you know, what's best for your kid is not necessarily what people would expect or what is traditionally culturally expected. Absolutely. No, I that storyline I'm not mad about. And I, I'm actually happy that Beth didn't win. And I'm happy that you see her, like, at, at, in the last episode, that she doesn't win. She finds out that her position on Milner's um, thing is a fraud. And then she builds herself up, and her daughter is the one who helps her do that. Yeah. That and was really beautiful. Also because, um, what's her name? Who? Um, the daughter. Angie. Angie. Angie is not parentified. 
No. Generally no. speaking, bad is really the parent in the relationship. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. in that occasion, this teenager can step up to help her mom. And I think that's pretty healthy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because yeah. it's not something that's systematic. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Shane. Oh, God. I don't even know what to think about this. I mean, honestly, from, again, I did not watch the first one, but from what I understand, Shane actually grew quite a bit in this one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, she still has sex with everything that okay. moves. Okay. Again, honestly, what really pisses me, pisses me off in yeah. that thing is that it really shows, like, that having a kid becomes, like, I mean, how I read it. Mm-hmm. No, it's not how I read it. Mm. But I think it, can, it could be read as Kiara's having, like, this thing about absolutely wanting a kid. Mm-hmm. That she basically makes like the kids behind Shane's back. I mean, they yes. were separated, so it's actually not the truth. Yeah. But it kind of feels like that. It just felt a little manipulative because it's like I oh, don't yeah. need you there, but I want you there. But I know you don't want to have a baby. But like, please but have just, this baby with but me. Yeah, yeah, but I'm coming back, and like realistically, yeah. how can I? You could be someone's partner without having a role in their kid's life. Yeah. Even like if we come back to the uh, to the throuple and yeah. And and it's when you when someone has kids and you start a relationship with them, even if you don't become a parent, you become something to the kids. Yeah, you have to be around. You have to like have some sort of function yeah. in the kid's life. Whatever the kid and you between the two of you decide that relationship is going to be. So the whole conversation when Kiara was like, "You don't have to do anything. You just need to be my partner, and I'm gonna have this kid." Then, I'm like, "How how how is that gonna work?" So that that uh, yeah, that was completely unrealistic, but also it. it you know, that's one of the main criticism, especially right now, this whole thing about the IVF excess in France and all the homophobes are back in, are back in the streets. One of the things is to say that for um, uh, women who are in a relationship with women or married to women, wanting to have kids is like, is, um, it's just a foolish, it's like, it, it's an... <clears throat> it's like making the parents' needs and wants, the parents' wants, mm. uh, putting it before the kid's best interest. Mm. And it's like making a, a kid, having a kid has become like, you know, almost a hobby or like something that you, it's, yeah, it's not that, that, it's, um, that it's about the parent and not about the kid. Mm-hmm. Which, let's face it, in a lot of situations, no matter what, who the parents are or their sexuality or their ma- Whatever the parents' gender, kids can be actually uh, a way to satisfy the parents' wants. Oh yeah, and we see them in therapy all the time as adults. Yeah, and that's really not good, no matter what the parents are. Yeah. But so, don't portray lesbians right now where it could be read that way. Yeah. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, because let it be clear. It does happen. Oh yeah. But actually, I do think that... But I think... It's, it's not. It's really not the majority. The thing is when... When in the current scape of television, that is the only portrayal you have at the moment of two women Maybe going not. through a very difficult relationship and, you know, having... Maybe the others, but yeah. Yeah, having... I mean, not that I can think of at the moment off the top of my head. Maybe mm. I'm wrong. But it's a very major show. Mm. Do not make that portrayal negative. You have a responsibility. Yeah. And yeah, freedom of speech, whatever. Nobody's perfect. You want to portray these characters and as it, flawed. But not this mm. flawed. Like, there is a limit to how flawed a character can be. And also, in terms of Shane, honestly, Shane, to me, mm. made a lot of sense in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I understand that people would be on Kiara's side because Shane didn't react appropriately to the miscarriage. 
because of course there's a miscarriage because we couldn't make it even more dramatic. I find I, that I found really cliche and horrible that they did that. Yeah. Like honestly, getting someone pregnant and then having this like Chekhov's gun of a miscarriage and actually firing it. I mean, that's cheap. I mean, miscarriage in the first month, in the first. It happens trip, again. My story, it happens. But like, there's one no, pregnant character on the show. No, but they're jumping. The, no, they're jumping <laughs> the shark. No, it's, it's it's yeah, it's 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 too easy, and and it doesn't make much sense. No, it made no sense to me. To me, I was like, I was sitting there like, because uh, when when Shane got the phone call, mm. my first thought was, oh shit, they're not gonna go there, are they? It's just going to be a scare. Mm. And then the whole thing happened, and it actually happens behind the scenes. We don't see Kiara. I mean, I would, we don't see Kiara realizing. That you this know is what happening. I would have wanted to see? Yeah, I would have wanted to see it being a scarist. Maybe also Shane starting to realize that she was forming a form of bond with that kid. Yeah, and then the kid being born, and maybe both of them struggling with motherhood. That would have been good. So at least so much more interesting. Yeah, but I actually I would have because I mean I know that Shane is a main character. She's the main character. But I would have wanted to see the look on Kiara's face when she talked to the doctor, for example. That would have been a really good moment for women out there to see those women who went through miscarriage. Actually, yeah, because if you do a miscarriage, actually use it to not not just as a plot device, but to represent what it is a miscarriage exactly. and to represent it, how horrible it can be. Yeah, because like she's like right away. Yeah, I'm going to have another one, and you know what? I want to try again. Yeah, it's possible that it's some possible. people are going to react this way, but not necessarily. And and I think Shane was actually yeah very reasonable saying yeah. like okay let's put the stuff away and just take a bit of time and then see if you want to try again yeah because I think and that's what and that's what she was saying yeah, yeah 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 she basically said we need to plan this out better yeah and and not don't 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 make a baby just because you want one yeah but anyways I, I yeah I found the entire thing very problematic and. I I just think that the, the people I mean I said women before and I apologize but the no. people who have kids and who have had miscarriages who are carrying, carrying kids yeah. who carried kids I think that would have been a really great moment to touch on that and and to make it an emotional moment of connection with the audience and mm. instead it becomes you know this very lackluster cliche. Oh my god, she had a miscarriage. How are they gonna move past that in their relationship moment? Well, it's also like just okay, you're giving a way out to Shane and a way out to like break the relationship because yeah. what do you want? Shane to be single again and to be a womanizer again? Yeah, you like, want to see more boobs basically. Correct. Okay, you have Finley for that. Mm. Or you can introduce two characters. Yeah. Why not someone? You know what? Why not someone who actually is very sexually active as an not of partners, but because she genuinely enjoys that. Yeah, how about that? That would have been good. And not because she has some self of deep self hatred sitting there. No, just because she likes having sex. Yeah, and she... you know, and you know what? You want to have even more interesting portrayal. Mm. Have her being in a very happy relationship with someone, mm. and this relationship being open. Yeah, I don't think they know how to write that. I mean, what I what I really missed in this in of this of course there would be problems in stuff, but you know yeah I don't know I mean what I really missed in this show I think in the end it was a good effort it really looks like they tried but I think at one point they tried too hard I mean I really missed actual like young queer people 
there's one moment where I almost cried. Was I think it was episode two or three oh. where Bette meets with a young queer activist. Oh yeah, that was a great nice moment. Also, I had tears in my eyes. Also because she's being held accountable about that later exactly. on. Exactly. Oh yeah, and also whole thing about hell her still being with the the woman she was with and stuff like oh, honestly. Yeah, that was oh. anyways. Yeah. But that moment when she talks to I think it was a non binary kid yeah i don't remember who was exactly. talking to her about how politicians yeah. are full of shit yeah. and how their mother i think didn't accept them or mm-hmm. something like if the show had carried on the tone mm-hmm. if it had been like that it would have been amazing yeah i mean they, i think they studied very very well yeah and i think it's always it's always the same problem is that there's this idea that you need drama to get yeah. fewer yeah, but I don't think so. I mean, you need, of course, you need drama. Or there's no story. Yeah, no, you need drama, but sometimes you just also need like normal drama that happens in queer people's lives. There's a lot of drama that happens. <laughs> you don't need to to make something crazy. Yeah, things just happen. Like just honestly, exploring Finley's storylines as like a, a real relationship with her parents, having her talk about her past. I mean, flashbacks happen in season two, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. you wanted to have drama, flashbacks about. Finley's childhood and adolescence. Yeah, because we kind of know that she was traumatized in some way, but we don't know how. So, here's your drama. Yeah. For example. Yeah, no, I feel like the, the way they, they write the show is that the characters already arrive damaged, but we don't actually see what yeah. happened, so we can't relate to that. It's more than that, it's that just you already have the drama. Yeah. Don't need to make it with people cheating on other people. Mm. The thing is, okay, it's a soap or whatever, but... This is more than just a soap. This is the L word. Mm. It's an important show. Yeah. And it's it's, you know it's something we, that like people back in the day, like that's something they turned to for representation. Yeah, and it was all there was. And today there's a little bit more choice, thank God. Yeah. But that's the responsibility of the L word generation Q is to bring positive representation. Yeah. And you can have drama, you can have inter- in, in interesting storylines mm. and still have Real role models, yeah. Real characters. We didn't talk about the alcoholism storyline. Oh yeah. But also that was the the work started <laughs> well and again didn't work out. Yeah, the whole Tess going back to being an alcoholic thing. But I mean, she kind of she went she, back to the meeting, so she was fixing herself. Yeah, yeah. But that could have been expanded on. That could have been a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, they have material to really do good with, like just those storylines. Things. The show has Without, too ma- too much shit going on. But also. The cheating is really not necessary. No, it's not. Because all of these characters have drama. All of these characters have a past. One thing I was missing in this entire thing is that we heard about homophobia. Yeah, but we And transphobia. We didn't see it. Yeah, but it might be a good choice. Like, we saw uh, Micah's mom being transphobic. But again, it was more because of ignorance, not actual yeah. aggression. I mean, that's a realistic portrayal of the parents who's trying yeah. to be supportive, but also yeah. failing. But that was that was the closest we ever got to seeing that queer people are still being treated differently. Which, I'm sorry, Los Angeles is not a utopia. <laughs> so, I, I, I just, I find that a little bit weird. Like, normal queer people drama... Not being able to get a job because you're queer. Oh, yeah. Not being able to get into a swimming pool because you're but, trans. You know, things like but that. But they would tell you, like, okay, but we also make people dream and... Yeah, and, like, but that look works... Look up to this, like... 
idealist yeah. world where you know people never go to the bathroom. Yeah, but then we have bad dealing with an opioid crisis. You yeah, know, no. like it's, it's really inconsistent. You need to choose. Yeah, you need to choose about like, that. You know, I'm I'm just gonna like bring up this uh, <laughs> it's a really silly example, but Yuri on Ice. Yeah. The anime. Yeah. I'm just gonna let you finish that. She's playing with stormtroopers. That's my kids' Legos. She has kids' storm Legos. That's my son's Legos. <laughs> Anyways, so Yuri on Ice, yeah. a show where there is no homophobia. Yeah. And it's consistent throughout, like the tone is consistent throughout the entire show. Yeah. It's an idealized world. It's never going but to happen. They're still dealing with anxiety. But they're still dealing well, with anxiety, yeah. which is very well portrayed. Yeah. No questions there. This one, there's so much shit happening in the L word, but homophobia. That is something that I don't really understand because homophobia I mean, is also a racial issue. It's a misogynist issue. It's a class issue. Why is it not there? Yeah, I mean, they can try to tackle social issues, mm. but also, I mean, it's weird. I, I just, I found that really strange how they just kind of took that one thing and they isolated it. I mean, honestly, it's like, I think it's probably to summarize it. Very good start. Mm. Disappointing in the end. Yeah. But we will still watch season two. Of course we'll watch season two, but this is like the sad thing about it is that there's so little choice still. No, there, there are a lot of other things. There's a lot of other things, but still, L, the L word is such a such a paragon of hope okay. to, qu- to quote okay. Supergirl. So I'm just... Uh, yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Supergirl I just went there. We should do an episode on Supergirl and the sexual tension between Karin and Leia. I think we should do an episode on uh, the CW cho- shows. In general? Yeah. Oh my god, yes. We and have a lot to say about Batwoman. And yeah, and also this finish with the L world. Like, so bisexual representation is basically... Non-existent. That, that didn't happen. I mean, they talk about... Whose character is talking about her ex-boyfriend? Uh, well, Alice said that she lost virginity to a guy. Yeah, but this is just even awkward. But I think there a priest who had an ex-boyfriend. I don't remember. See, I don't even remember. In the, in the beginning, like in the last... In the first, like, uh, few uh, episodes... Yeah. There's a character who talks about an ex being yeah. with a man... As as something not as uh, oh I did it as mm. before I came out it's like no okay it's I'm also dating men. I mean in the end the L word is still very binary. I mean, it's still very binary. You have gay women and then you have a trans guy. You don't have any non-binary people. You don't have any bisexuals. You don't have people who um, identify as queer except for that one young queer person in who is an extra basically. Yeah. yeah. Like. And we, yeah, and um, and because I'm sorry, but Finley gives me also very serious, like non-binary vibes. I don't know. I don't but she know could about be. Finley. She could be. She could be. But I, the thing they is, could be. They, <laughs> I don't know. But Finley, like, but also, also, it could like good. Like, I don't know. Maybe good bush representation. I mean, I feel like it's a little bit out of my um, what what I can uh, talk about um, legitimately. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know. And if Finley ends up coming out as non-binary, cool. That would be great to see that storyline actually progress and happen in front of our eyes instead of her leaving in season one, season two, she comes out okay. or something. Oh my god, we also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't addressed the cliffhanger, but like... <sighs> the cliffhanger is just awful. Let's just not say anything about it. No. Like, I knew it was going to be a cliffhanger. You wouldn't believe me. I was hoping for better. You were hoping for better. I have no faith in humanity left, so I was like, yeah, it's a cliffhanger, and lo and behold, it is one. And it's just, all of these things, it feels like such a letdown. This show could have been so good. It could have been so great. And, of course, you can't satisfy everyone. There would have been someone who was really unhappy about the show anyways, and that's okay. We have different tastes. But the fact that it was such, people had so much hope, 
about yeah. this show. I had so much hope, and I didn't even see the the, the original L word. But maybe we should have had. If you had seen the original L word, maybe you wouldn't have. Had I mean, I saw stuff on on YouTube, and I was like, "Damn, that's messed up." I actually tried watching the original L word when I was a teenager after watching Queer as Folk US, which don't ask me why I watched it when I was that young, but. And I was like, this is way too much drama for me. I can't handle this. There's too many characters and they all look the same and they all live in the same houses and they all have a lot of money. I can't relate to this. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, no, that that's the biggest issue with the L word that I have and I think a lot of people also have. Yeah. Um, in the end, I hope that season two is a little bit more in tune with what the audience needs. It's better. I mean, I yeah. don't know if it's the audience needs, but I think it's just better overall. Yeah. Can, uh, can we talk about the one nice thing that happened? I mean, it's not nice because she was outed mm -hmm. somehow, but I just wanted to say a word about Nikki Tutorials. Well, I think... Maybe, maybe we should do another episode. We should do another that. episode of that, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we should definitely do an episode. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if uh, you want to watch a good queer show, there's a show that I started. You haven't started, but I told you about mm -hmm. it. Uh, it's called Work in Progress. Mm -hmm. And ironically enough, it airs on Showtime right after The mm -hmm. L Word. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long it is. It's just like 25-minute um, episodes mm -hmm. about this older butch lesbian mm -hmm. who falls in love with a trans guy. Oh. And, like, she is depressed and she wants to kill herself. Mm -hmm. And she's slowly working through her entire life. Her therapist dies in front of her in session. It's sad but hilarious at the same time. It's a good show. Okay, so like so work in progress more than the work L in progress more than the L word, or maybe just the two first episodes of the L word, like or something. Like yeah, the first like the first episode definitely go for it. Like it's great, and you're gonna feel very inspired. I'm gonna say that the costumes are questionable at best. The scenery, the filming, the sex scenes are filmed beautifully. The music is great. Mm -hmm. Um, the the title screen, like all the aesthetics of the show, and are production good. is very very good. That's great. Work. It's I mean, it's much better production value than the first one, of course. But um, the rest, the actual core and essence of the show is completely flat and tone deaf. And that's a shame. I mean, they, they haven't learned from the no, first one. No, and that's a shame because how many years passed between the end? A lot. Um, it's been like a decade, right? Don't, don't talk about that. I don't oh, want God. to realize how old I am. Oh, my God. Um, no, actually, I'm completely comfortable with my age, but, you know. Um, yeah, so work in progress more. Mm. Yeah, watch yeah. work in progress. Watch work in progress. Watch Gentleman Jack if yeah. you want to see good lesbian representation. Um, like there is, there is, there are good shows out there. It's just that it's a shame that such a big name in queer media had to let us down a second time. No, I think this is a good uh, place to end and continue drinking our wine. <laughs> Yeah, and with the candies this time. And with the candies this time. And with the stormtroopers. So um, let us know your thoughts on, on the L word. You know, obviously we can't speak for the entire audience. We're, it was just us and our wine. It was just us and our wine. This is our standpoint. We're also not from the US. So maybe some things that we thought are unrealistic actually are. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but also if you're, for example, a person of color, or if you are trans or non-binary, or if you're a lesbian, we can talk about those things, really, because we can't really identify with these. Don't look at me like that. We can't identify with these things as much as you can. So it would be really neat if we could hear your thoughts on it. No. Yeah. So tweet at us, send us an email, pigeon mail, whatever. You're still listening after us not being on them anyways. That is true. Um, we apologize for such a long delay. 
and we will come back with regular episodes hopefully in two weeks time and if you have a suggestion for what you would like to hear us talk about with or without wine do let us know bye bye Thank you.